Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Ben Hughes. I'm one of the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and a creator of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. In today's episode, I'm going to reveal the fastest way to lose the extra pounds after Christmas for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So at the time of recording this podcast, Christmas is fast approaching. And let's be honest, the majority of people are going to put off starting a new fitness routine until January, which is absolutely fine. I completely get it. You know, there's not too long left to kind of get into a normal routine before you get into this Christmas spirit, before you get into the swing of things with the celebrations. But one thing I see every year when people kind of start in January, they get really excited, really motivated for the first few weeks, only to then fall off track and lose all their motivation and undo all the results they've seen. And for women over 40 in particular, one of the main reasons this happens is because of a lack of results in the mirror. Nothing is more frustrating when you're trying to lose weight than spending all week on that new diet plan, working hard, only to step on the scales at the end of the week and see zero movement. And the reason this usually happens for women over 40 is because changing hormones and high stress levels can make it more difficult for women in their 40s and 50s to see results from the normal diets, personal training, gym classes, slimming clubs, all the kind of stuff which used to work in their 20s and 30s. And this leaves so many women stuck and feeling like they're unable to lose weight, dreading shopping for clothes, especially after Christmas, because nothing seems to fit quite right anymore, especially around the middle area, choosing what to wear to cover up problem areas instead of wearing the things they like, worrying about their weight spiraling out of control and never being able to lose it again. And that's never a nice place for anyone to be. Luckily though, there is a way for women over 40 to drop two dress sizes in as little as 12 weeks. And that is exactly what we do inside our Fit Over 40 program for the women who are gonna join us in January. So in today's podcast, what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna break down the exact strategies that we use with our clients to help them turn it all around, lose the Christmas pounds, and then keep that weight off for the rest of the year and beyond. So first of all then, the number one secret to lose the Christmas weight is not the same for everyone. There is no one size fits all solution. And that's something that you should be wary of if you ever find an approach which says, this is the, the number one way to do it. There isn't another way to do it. It's kind of the same for everyone. The reality is the solution to how do you see the fastest results in January depends on what you struggle with the most. And people generally fall into two groups. The first one is people who are able to be consistent, you know, that you can follow a fitness plan, you've followed them in the past, but you've just found that you're not seeing the results that you'd hoped for. Then the second group of people is the people who they struggle to be consistent in the first place, so they don't actually stick to the program long enough to know whether they're gonna see results or not. So group number one, people who are consistent but not seeing results. Group number two, people who are not able to be consistent. So first of all, let's talk about the first group. So if you're able to kind of be consistent, but in the past you've just not seen results, then it's all about figuring out the reason why you've not been able to see those results. And this could be for a number of reasons. There's four main things that can influence this. The first reason could be hormones. And this is a factor for all women who are in the kind of 40 to 50 age group, because physical and hormonal changes can start five to 10 years before clinical menopause. 
What this can lead to is heightened stress response, it can lead to changing levels of progesterone and estrogen, it can lead to joint aches and pains, changes to metabolism, um, and it can lead to kind of what we refer to in our program as the weight gain triangle. And the, the, the kind of result of all of that is it can make it easier to gain weight and more difficult to lose it again, especially around the middle, and it can leave many women stuck and unable to see results no matter what they try. So the problem you could, that women can run into is if you follow the kind of normal fitness advice, the normal type of exercise that people recommend, so you know, high intensity interval training or circuits or gym classes or spinning or jogging, those types of things, um, and the normal nutrition approaches that people recommend, so you know, low calories, 1200 calories a day, 1000 calories a day, 800 calories a day, cutting out carbs, cutting out food groups, all of that kind of normal advice what it can do for if you're a woman over 40 is it just kind of overstresses your body. It pushes that hormonal imbalance further away from where it needs to be to see results. It means that even if you try really hard and you put in loads of effort, you put in loads of time, put in loads of work, your body will literally block you from seeing progress because your hormones are not in the right place for you to lose weight and see the results you're after. So the solution to this is rather than just taking a general fitness approach, so just something that's designed for your average dieter, usually you know someone in their 20s and 30s, choose an approach that's specifically designed for women over 40, which works with your changing hormones rather than working against them. The key things to look out for with this are, firstly, low impact weight-based workouts. So in our program, we use something called LIST training, which stands for low impact strength training. Um, and this basically avoids overstressing the body, avoids disrupting your hormonal balance, but at the same time, it's very, very effective for losing body fat. So this could be using dumbbells or kettlebells or barbells or, or gym machines, but it's all about doing resistance-based strength exercise in a slow and controlled way. The second thing to focus on is finding a nutrition approach, which again, doesn't involve anything too extreme or restrictive. So you want to avoid the kind of you know, low calorie dieting, you want to avoid cutting out food groups, you want to avoid super low carbs, anything like that. Anything that you feel is like, this is very restrictive, or this is a massive change from what I normally would do, is ne not necessarily going to work. So instead, you really just want to focus on a nice kind of holistic, um, balanced approach. So I'll talk about what that involves in a minute. But essentially, um, you, you know, don't eat too little, don't eat too much, don't do anything extreme. If you can get all of those things, um, all of those things correct, that's when you'll be able to step on the scales at the end of every week. You'll see a few pounds going down every week, and nice and consistently move towards your goals. And not only that, but you'll do that in a sustainable way, so that when you achieve the goal weight that you're after, all that weight doesn't then just pile back on again. It's really easy to maintain. It's really easy to sustain for the long term. So the first thing to focus on is hormones. So finding an approach which works with your hormones rather than against them. Once you've got that right, the next thing that people people get wrong is portion sizes. So it's possible to eat healthy foods but still be eating too many calories. So there are certain foods that you need to avoid. Um, well, not need to avoid, but need to kind of not have too many of. And these are foods we call hormone-disrupting foods. So if women over 40, you know, if you're taking in an excessive amount of things like sugar, things like alcohol, things like caffeine, that can have a bit of a negative impact on your results. So, you know, you get everything in moderation is kind of our approach. So it's not like um, you need to cut out all unhealthy foods, but the the overall factor is 
You basically need to eat the right amount for you. You can't escape the basic science of weight loss. So a calorie is basically a measure of how much energy is in food or drink. You, you know, you hear people talk about calorie counting, calorie calorie restricted dieting, things like that. Calorie A calorie amount really is just how much energy is in your food and drink. So you must consume the right amount of calories consistently over the whole week in order to lose weight. So your body will have an amount of calories where if you take that amount in, you won't lose weight and you won't gain weight. That's kind of your maintenance amount. And if you eat over that maintenance amount, then you're gonna gain weight. You're gonna see the scales going up every week. So what we need to do is eat slightly under that maintenance amount, but not too little under that maintenance amount. And if you can hit that perfect number, which is unique to you, takes into account your age, your hormonal situation, um, your, your body fat percentage, your height, other different things. Um, if you can get the right amount, that's when you're gonna see those nice consistent results. So your portions really must be based on this. It must be right for you and your body as it is now in your 40s or 50s in order to see good pro progress. And again, this doesn't mean starving yourself. Um, it's just about making up your meals with the right types of foods. So you wanna take in a nice balance of um, the right amount of calories. The next most important thing to focus on is taking enough protein as well. So just making sure you're getting a bit of protein with each meal, not, not a crazy amount. And then also limiting the amount of kind of really unhealthy junk food that you have. As long as you do that, that's gonna get you where you wanna be. Portion sizes really are kind of the most important factor. So the second thing to focus on is just making sure you're eating the right amount for you. We calculate this for all of our clients, but you know, there are plenty of different online tools and, and places you can go to find out what is the best calorie amount for you. But again, this has to be specifically for you, like where you are now in your 40s or 50s. The third thing to focus on then is alcohol. So it's possible to eat really healthily and not eat too much. You know, you're hitting that calorie amount. Um, you're following an approach which is kind of right for your hormones. However, if you consume too much alcohol on top of that, that can put the brakes on your progress. So different food groups contain different amounts of calories. So if we were to take, for example, pure carbs, that would be about four calories per gram. If you were to take, if you were to take protein, that would get, again be about four calories per gram. Fats are a lot more calorie dense. So fats are about nine calories per gram. So there's kind of more calories per per the amount of fats that you take in. And then alcohol is somewhere in between. So alcohol is about seven calories per gram. And this is pure alcohol. So this would be, you know, even stronger than like vodka or whiskey or something like that. This would be like 100% alcohol. But overall, for example, a bottle of wine is about 700 calories, which is quite a lot, which is equivalent to like three large jacket potatoes. You know, everybody, a lot of people think, you know, carbs are bad, I shouldn't eat too many carbs. They wouldn't like load up their dinner plate with three jacket potatoes and have, that. they'd be kind of worried about having that many carbs, but they wouldn't worry about popping open a bottle of wine and, you know, it's only gonna be three large glasses. Have those three large glasses of wine, that's then gonna be 700 calories. So it's easy to see how, you know, even if you're you're eating really well, you're having really sort of low calorie, healthy meals all day long, getting your calorie balance just right. If you then add too much alcohol on top of that, it can really kind of undo all of that hard work and all of that progress that you've seen. And not only that, but there also it can also impact this, those side effects of hormonal changes, like menopause. It can, it can make those much worse. So if you're already experiencing 
there are different menopause symptoms, if you add alcohol into that, it can make all of those things worse. It's not, there's, there's never really a, a time when alcohol is gonna be beneficial in terms of health. Um, the, the real benefit of alcohol is really, you know, it's it's fun essentially. I mean, that's that's the reason we have a drink, we have it to relax, we have it to socialize. It's, it's one of those things that people use as a social lubricant. But health-wise, you know, if I was gonna, if you asked me what is the fastest way to see results, it would be cut out alcohol completely. Um, luckily, you don't really have to cut it out completely. It's just about not having too much and making sure that whatever you do have fits within your calorie allowance. So, you know, many of our clients, they'll have like you know, the occasional glass of wine in the evening. They'll go out for friends. I'll have a few drinks over dinner, things like that. And they'll still be able to drop two dress sizes in 12 weeks. So just know that although alcohol is, you know, something to watch out for, it's not something that you need to completely cut out because we don't really believe in like restrictive approaches like that, which means you've got to completely cut food groups out. So the third tip is alcohol. Just make sure that you understand that alcohol also contains calories and that that needs to fit within your overall nutrition plan. So the fourth problem that people run into is what to do over the weekend. So a lot of people are able to stick to healthy eating and exercising in the week, but as soon as they come to the weekend, it kind of all goes to pot. So they find that, you know, you especially around this time of year, you know, you'll go out, you'll celebrate with friends and family, you'll eat too much, you'll drink too much, and you can undo all the progress that you've made in the week, which is easily done if you make the wrong food choices. So as I said before, like the most important thing is it's getting the right amount of calories in over the course of the week. So let's say you're on track for five days of the week, but then on those other two days a week, you eat and drink way too much. You go like a couple of thousand calories over what you should do on the weekend that can be enough to offset all of the hard work that you've put in over the course of the week. And it can lead to this cycle of thinking, you know, you get to Friday, you have a bit of a blowout, and then you think, right, that's it now, the weekend is done. I'll start again on Monday. And then you spend all of Friday, all of Saturday, all of Sunday, eating and drinking all of the wrong things, feeling like totally out of control. And then you get back on track on Monday, eat healthy through the week and then that cycle just starts again leaving people in the trapped in a situation where you know you feel like you're dieting all the time you're dieting five days a week you're dieting like it's a full-time job but really you're not seeing any results in the mirror because those weekends are out of control so the key thing again is just the total amount you eat over the week so if you eat the right amount of food and you do enough exercise you will lose weight you'll see the right you'll see the results you're after and to manage weekends this can be done by either number one eating slightly less in the week to basically allow for more food and drink at the weekend, or you can monitor your food and drink intake at the weekend, but still be flexible with food choices so you can still indulge, you can still enjoy what you eat, as I said before, but not overindulge, not kind of take it too far. So fourth tip then is to just be wary of weekends and just have a strategy in place that means you can still enjoy what you eat and drink over the weekend without that negatively impacting your results. So just to recap then, so, for the people who are being consistent but not seeing results, the things you need to focus on are number one, your hormones, finding an approach which is right for where you are now. Um, number two, your portion sizes, so eating not too much but not too little. Number three, your alcohol, making sure that that fits in with your overall program. And number four, weekends, making sure you manage those to not under your results that you've got during the week. So that's what to do if you're being consistent but not seeing results. But what if you're actually struggling to stay consistent in the first place? So we've covered some of these things already, but 
the key thing is consistency is key to seeing good results. And in our experience, it's one of the main reasons that people struggle to see this set, to see the scales moving, especially, you know, if you've got a really busy lifestyle, you've got a really busy career, you've got a demanding job, you then add in family life as well, you then add in friendships and other social occasions. And then on top of that, you now add in, you've got to follow a fitness plan, you've got to manage your nutrition, you've got to manage your workouts. It can be really difficult to actually fit that in and to consistently make that happen alongside everything else you've got going on. So there are a couple of things to focus on that are going to help you a lot with consistency. So the first one is people tend to, you start in January, everything's going amazing. And then at some point you, you fall into this kind of, I deserve a treat voice in your head. You fall into sort of giving up thing where you're like, do you know what? Go on then. Let's have a couple. Let's have a couple of glasses of wine. Oh, you know, I've, I've worked really hard. I've put loads of effort in. Let's have a couple of chocolates. Let's finish off those leftover mince pies. Let's have the rest of that Christmas cake. You eventually just give up and and give in to those different foods. And the reality is, it's very easy to fail alone. So when you have a tough week at work, you know it's January, it's February, it's cold and dark. You just want to kind of comfort eat and drink a bottle of wine. What happens if you have no one to answer to? If it's just you trying to succeed by yourself? Most likely, you turn back to those old habits, you undo all the hard work from the week, and you're back at square one. And that that is why, you know, you if you start a new gym, like I used to go to the gym, um, the same gym, like over the cycle of a couple of years, and you would see every single year in January, a gym fills up with all these people you've never seen before. It's so busy, you can hardly use any of the equipment, you can hardly get, get on any of the machines or anything like that. And then by February, it's literally back to normal. All of those people have stopped going to the gym. They've stopped regularly following it. And the reason that that happens is because a lack of accountability. So if you don't have anyone to answer to, then you're the only person who you're kind of accountable to. And it's very, very, people find it a lot easier to disappoint themselves and to let themselves down than they find to let other people down. So for example, you know, if you promise that you're gonna do something for your kids, you're gonna take them out somewhere, you know, you've got loads of accountability there. You're probably gonna make that day out happen. Whereas you might promise yourself like, oh, you know, I'll go and um, I'll book myself a massage at some point. And then it's very easy to think, you know, oh, I'm too busy, I haven't got the time for it, I'll do it next week. It's very easy to put it off when, when it's just for yourself because you're not really letting anyone down other than you. So every week with our, you know, our coaching team, they have catch-up calls with all of our clients and, um, you know, and they basically, they a lot of them just stick to everything, even when things are really, really stressful because they knew they'd have, you know, they'd have to report in to their coach. They knew they have to say to someone, right, this is what I've done this week. This is what I haven't done this week. This is how it's gone. So therefore they're able to stick to the program and it's really easy for them to stick to the program. And it's really like having, it's like, if you think about your work life, and you think about, you know, you've got a boss, you've got people you've got to report to, and you've got to let them know what work you've done. And, you know, you can't just show up to that meeting at the end of the month or whatever it is and say, you know what, I couldn't be bothered, so I just didn't do any of the work. And, um, yeah, it's all completely, it's an all a complete mess, and it's I've done none of it. Because you can't you can't do that, because you have, you're having to report to other people, there are consequences of letting somebody else down. So... When you have the same thing with your fitness, you have someone who you're reporting to, somebody who's checking in on you, someone who's like, you know, they care whether you succeed or fail and they're kind of there with you on that journey. It makes it 
as easy to stick to your fitness as it is to stick to showing up to work every day and getting that work done, even if you don't feel like it. So the first point is to, to address is that kind of I deserve a treat mindset or kind of when you sort of give in and to feel like giving up. And the solution to that really is just to get some accountability, whether that is from a coach. And I mean, my I would always recommend, I'm obviously biased to someone who runs a, runs a fit of a 40 coaching program. But I think personally, I, I invest in coaches and mentors for things that I'm trying to achieve as well, because I think, you know, the accountability that you get when you pay someone money to hold you accountable is much greater than, for example, if I went to one of my friends and said, can you keep me accountable to achieve this goal? Um, that can work. For example, you know, if, if you've got someone who you, you're, it's a friend and you and them are going to the gym every week at the same time and you're both in it together on exactly the same journey, that can work. But if it's just, you know, your husband or, or a friend or someone else who's not really involved in the process that you're following, then that accountability doesn't tend to be as effective as having like a professional who can then help you. The second thing that people struggle with is stress. And even if you have that accountability there, you've got the accountability, you've got the support, you've got all of the guidance you need and all of the help that you need, it's still possible for stress to cause things to unravel, which can lead to, you know, you, you get to the end of a day, you're sat on the sofa with a sharing bag of chocolate, a bottle of wine, and then you end up waking up after the weekend feeling hungover, feeling tired, feeling groggy, after that weekend of just eating and drinking all the wrong things. And once it's hit that point and you're kind of, you know, you're super stressed out, life's getting you down, work's getting you down and you're ready to hit that, hit that button that just says, you know what, screw it, it's no point, I'm just going to give up. It's kind of too late, it's, it's, it's difficult to make the right decision in that state of mind. So the better strategy is to reduce stress levels proactively and regularly and our clients do this, we use a powerful daily mindset routine called the stress shield which takes kind of less than 10 minutes a day, it just helps them dissipate stress on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like something you can complete like before work or during the work day. And it basically stops them from turning to food and alcohol and means that they stay consistent. It's kind of like, imagine your stress level is you're running a, a tap or a shower head into the bath and it's filling up every day. It's just filling up and filling up and filling up and filling up. Um, if you never pull out the plug, the water will eventually overflow and it will eventually cause you massive problems when your, your bathroom floods and the you know the bathtub falls through the ceiling or something like that. So if you pull that plug out regularly, then the water level will never get too high. It will never cause that issue in the first place. So if you've got a routine with your mindset to deal with stress, then you can deal with that stress on a daily basis, like pulling out the plug, allowing that stress to drain away as quickly as it's coming in. Meaning you then never get to the point where you're so stressed that you feel that you just need to get, you need to have that bottle of wine or that or that chocolate or that bag of crisps, whatever it is. So the second tip is just manage those stress levels and keep those stress levels under control. And the third thing is to have the support and the guidance that you need. So there will be certain situations on any fitness journey where you hit a roadblock. So for example, you know, the approach that you might take in your first 12 weeks might get you a certain amount of results. But if you then continue taking that same approach, you might then struggle to see more results because you know, as you diet, as you, as you lose weight, you're seeing results, it's amazing. Your body though becomes resistant to losing that weight and it will kind of try to hold onto calories and hold onto more body weight 
and it will kind of stop you from seeing the type of results that you saw previously. So at that point, it's necessary to then pivot and change approaches, which will mean you know an adjustment of your nutrition, an adjustment of your workouts, an adjustment of the overall approach that you're taking, which isn't always the same for everyone. So if you've got support from a coach um, who can then just say to you, listen, right, here's what you've achieved so far. We've done this. Uh, here's what's going on with your results. This is what we need to do next. They can build out another program for you, another plan like going forwards then you can keep on seeing results. So you can see amazing results in the first few months, you can keep seeing amazing results in the next few months, and then you get to the next stage and, and you can shift the approach again to like, right, we've achieved everything we wanna achieve now, how are we gonna make sure you maintain this long-term? We shift approach to a maintenance approach going forwards. So having that support and guidance can be really, really helpful and as well as that, but you know, if you're busy, you know, you've got a busy career, you've got loads of problems to solve on a day-to-day -day basis, you might not want to work out, sit there and work out, you know, what exact sort of food is going to be the best food to have, how to plan your meals over the course of the week, you know, how to get more protein in, like these these little struggles and little questions, they might not seem like a big deal, but when you put that on top of a busy career and a busy lifestyle, it can be enough, like if you don't have that help and support to turn to, something like that can happen and you can think, right, well, I'm not sure, it can then start to feel difficult, it can then start to feel complicated, it can then start to feel um, feel hard essentially. And If your fitness journey feels hard, if it feels like a real drag, a real burden, it's very difficult to keep up with something that feels very difficult. So having someone there to help and support you can basically make the whole process easier. It can make the whole process feel simple, it can make the whole process feel streamlined and hassle-free and pain-free. So. The third tip is really get help from, like you're gonna see better results if you have someone in your corner who's helping you along. Like if you think of any like successful Olympic athlete or anything like that, it's not like they just showed up and they just figured out how to, how to be the best at that discipline overnight. They have coaches and trainers and people who are guiding them and designing their program for them and answering their questions and making sure that everything is going as best as it possibly can. So if you give yourself that same um, you know, that same, same opportunity, it's gonna be much, much, much easier to see the results that you're after. So just to recap that, so how to stay, stay consistent. The first one is to get the accountability you need to avoid that kind of giving in, that kind of I deserve a treat mindset that is so easy to fall into. The second tip is to manage your stress levels proactively. So find a way to manage your stress levels, um, like the stress shield routine we use inside of our program. And the third tip is to get the support you need because when you've got someone else in your corner, it takes a lot of the pressure off you. It takes a lot of the difficulty out of the process and means that you're so much likely to see results. So those are all the tips I've got. So let's recap the first ones again. So if you're consistent with not seeing results, the things you wanna look at, first of all, hormones, second of all, your portion sizes, third of all, keeping your alcohol under control, and fourth, having a good strategy for the weekends. And you combine that with those tips for consistency, getting the accountability and support you need. And that's how we have our clients see amazing results. We have them lose multiple dress sizes in their first 12 weeks, and then go on to see even better results, maintain all, this, all those results long-term. And just to show you kind of the type of results that we get with people and what's possible, I'm gonna read this quick case study that we've got here from Kelly, 
um, it will kind of tell you what she managed to achieve starting um, starting early earlier in this year. So Kelly said, before joining Trinity, I was feeling in quite a dark place. Literally, it was February. I had put on a lot of weight with the, on the previous year, despite doctors making it very clear to me that I should be losing weight after spinal surgery. I had a gym membership, but found it impossible to make the time to go. I was anxious about starting new exercise. I wasn't sure what my spine could deal with. Things were not going well at work. My boss was unhappy with my performance. I was prioritizing family, but this was taking its toll on me in terms of stress. I'd been a gym user and swimming on and off since I was a teenager. 30 years ago, I was trying dubious teenage dieting methods, for example, living on Rivita and Marmite, not ideal. Um, 25 years ago, I tried Weight Watchers and rowing, lost weight, but a few years later, put it all back on again. 18 years ago, I lost weight again using a combination of my old Weight Watchers materials and consistent gym and swim routine, but found it difficult to keep that weight off over time. And then three years ago, I worked with a personal trainer who used resistance training plus clean eating, but not calorie counting. And this was very effective for eight months or so. But as soon as I, but I stopped the training because I increasingly bad back pain, I kept up the eating rules for another nine to 12 months. But eventually, once I dropped them to the weight pile back on, I knew from my personal history that an exercise regime based on resistance training would suit me and should get results. Although I wasn't sure how easy or safe this would be in my own home. I was a bit skeptical and concerned about the calorie counting as I had most recently had good results with a clean eating, not calorie counting system and didn't want to get into, into an eating disorder type mindset. I'm still skeptical, again based on personal history about keeping the weight off once I've lost it. However, my three biggest wins from the program so far are number one, consistency pays off. Number two, defining short term goals really is helpful towards long term goals. And number three, I've lost 23 kilos or three and a half stone. Because of my large frame, it's taken a long time for my weight loss to be really noticeable, even though I have now lost three and a half stone, but it is quite evident that I'm a lot slimmer, particularly around my waist and hips, and all my clothes seem to be too big now. I'm very impressed with how my upper arms have changed, although the circumference isn't that much smaller, there is a world of difference in how toned they look, which is nice because they were not my favorite part of my body. I've increased the amount of weight I can carry, bought three new kettlebells since starting Trinity. My heaviest is 24 kilograms and I'm a lot more confident about weight bearing activity and my back than I was when I started, which has been great for my confidence. That said, I'm still extremely careful with my back and cautious about carrying heavy weights above waist level. For example, I'm still only using 12 kilos on the squats. I think the Trinity mindset work and general consistent routine has been really helpful for me through the ups and downs of the past year, combined with general energy boost that comes from feeling healthy. So that's amazing results there from Kelly, who managed to lose three and a half stone using all of the tips that I've gone through in the in the uh, in this training today. And if you want to find out more about the exact approach that she followed and our Fit Over Forty program in general, if you head over to www.fit40info.com, you can find all of the information on that page. So that just about wraps it up for today's podcast. It's been amazing having you here. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.